Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Hustlers Effect. We're your hosts, Daniela and Olivia. Join us in talking all things business, life and everything in between. You know, I've been thinking a lot about self-growth and one of the things that came to my mind when I thought about my journey with self-growth is recognising my self-worth. I feel like that's played a huge huge role in this major change I've been going through I would say in the last two years but especially Mm -hmm. this year and the whole thing with self-worth is that we set the precedent how we want other people to treat us right if we treat ourselves like shit well other people aren't gonna treat us that nicely either you know if we're always available for other people they're just gonna think that cool that's easy for them Do you know Mm. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. If we're always the one going to see other people and then we get upset that they never come to see us, but we've never said anything and Mm. we've always been the one to run to them. Well, of course, they're just going to think, well, they must enjoy it or, you know, that's really easy for them. It's not going out of their way. So they don't see anything wrong with that. No. And then on the flip side, if we treat ourselves really well, we show ourselves a lot of self-love and self-care and we set boundaries about how we want to be treated well of course other people are going to recognize those boundaries and think wow that's a really valuable person Mm. and if they treat themselves like that well then I can't treat them poorly and I need to treat them with that same respect that they show themselves and you attract people based on how you present yourself as well so if you're if you have a really negative attitude towards yourself and towards your self-worth then you're going to attract people around you that don't really respect you or have any value for you either. Yeah, that's right. So I think it's it's also a good way to change the people closest to you's attitude about you, but it's also going to change who you're attracting into your life. Like I know for myself, like, you know, I used to kind of accept people into my life that, you know, probably weren't weren't the best um, people to get involved with, but it was because I didn't really value myself that much. Whereas the difference now is that like I keep my circle small and I have quality over quantity of people in my life. And it's all because of the way I look at myself and I know what I deserve. Yeah, you're not going to settle for anything less than what you deserve. Yep. And they say that we be, we take characteristics and traits from the people we're around the most and we become, you know, a mixture oh, of all these people. I think um, there's been this study that was like evolutionary, like – when you look back on evolution, right, mm-hmm. other species, you know, they, they kind of stay in groups, right? If you're looking at like apes and that kind of yeah. thing, they stay in groups. And it, there's been a study that's proven that through evolution, even all the way through to the humans that we are now, your five people around you, and it's specifically five, the five people closest to you is who you become a product of. Yes. So... It's, it's about this whole thing. And like I keep saying with evolution, it's like you want to fit in. Mm-hmm. So back in the day, it was like fit in to survive, right? And it's still we're still programmed like that. But obviously, it's mainstream society now. Like we are so evolved now that it's like instead of trying to fit in to survive, it's like we fit in to be approved by people, to impress people, to be accepted by people. Yeah. Um, so the five people that you surround yourself with – it's it's so important that they are they are valuing you as much as you should be valued because yeah. otherwise your opinion of yourself is going to be lowered as well. Definitely. Well, if you hang out with negative people, obviously you're going to take on those characteristics, right? And if we flip it to the other side, 
you want to, we're all about bettering ourselves on this podcast, right? So you want to be the best version of yourself so that the people that you're, that are around you the most, they're taking those good characteristics from you as well. So you're actually giving back to those people. It's not all about what can they give me? It's actually about Mm. what can I do for them? Yeah, exactly. Because if you think about it, you are one of the five people in, in other people's lives to, to multiple people. Like for my partner, I'm one of his five closest people Mm -hmm. to my parents, to my sister, to my best friend. Like, I am one of those people that is going to shape who they are as well. So it's so important that you you can bring a lot of positivity into your life and other people's life because you're affecting so many different people. Yeah, that's right. And you know what? It's not easy. It's not an easy thing to recognize yourself worth. And sometimes it's like, okay, where do I start? Like, I want to do this. I want to know my self-worth and I want to set up my boundaries so that other people treat me the way I actually want to be treated and so that I give back to those people who are closest in my life. So we've compiled a list of 10 things you should know about yourself in order to recognize your self-worth. So it's a little bit of a guide and just some questions to ask yourself. And these questions will really get you thinking. They are not easy questions to answer, okay? So don't be discouraged if you hear this question and you're like, oh, I don't know. I really don't know. Go and find somewhere really quiet. Grab a pen and a paper. And there's power in actually putting words to paper, right? Putting a pen to paper and seeing the words appear. It's different to writing notes um, in your phone or on a computer. So go and sit down somewhere quiet and write down these questions and then go back and really think about your answers because, yeah, they're not easy, but it's such a good thing to get your mind really thinking about, okay, who am I? And mm. some of these questions are hard to answer, especially and because might... you feel like you're boasting about yourself, mm. but you're not. And it might be a bit confronting as well if some of your answers are not so positive. Like, mm-hmm. but that's that's the whole purpose. It's just to make you think. So if you know, if you're writing answers to some of these questions and you're thinking, oh my god, like I'm so embarrassed by this, or oh wow, this is really negative. Like, at least you're it's bringing attention to that. Yeah. And it and once you kind of realize some of these things, it can be the it can pave the way for change like well we're not no one's perfect you know the whole point of self-growth is you need a starting point if we're all perfect to begin with there wouldn't be anything special about us right and you need to start somewhere so some negative things you need to grow from them Mm -hmm. so in saying that I'm gonna let Liv go ahead and start with number one on our list so our first question is what are my greatest strengths so One way to improve your self-esteem is to recognize what you do well. Mm -hmm. Identifying areas where you can excel can help you recognize your talents, your strengths, and it'll definitely make you feel better about your unique skills and like what you're capable of. Yeah. So we for need me, to give ourselves credit, yeah, right, for the yeah. things that we do well. And it's not always easy to do that. Like no. like we said before, it can be a little bit like, oh, like I don't know what I'm good at. Like yeah. I don't know what my strengths are. And like I definitely sat down and I was like, oh god, like. What are my strengths? Yeah, me um, too. Because it's kind of not something you think about a lot. Like a lot of people can be super negative about themselves. So mm. having to identify your own strengths can't like can not always be super easy. Um, but I think for me, one of my biggest strengths is my generosity. Yeah, definitely. So I I love this about myself. Like I'm I'm very kind to people. I go above and beyond for people. I definitely like, yeah, I, I, I do more for people than a lot of the time what's done for me, mm-hmm. um, which I love about myself. 
I think it puts forward a really good energy from myself because I'm I'm kind and I don't like show to anyone if um you know if I don't really like that person or yeah. do you know what I mean like I just I think it's a really good thing because when you when you can't hide how you feel about someone else it can put forward a negative energy but mm. I feel I feel proud that I'm able to just be nice to everyone be kind and generous to everyone no matter what because you never know what someone else is going through. And we need more people in the world like that. You know, mm-hmm. so many people are mean nowadays. And I don't know what it is why people just, they're just yeah. not nice. Yep, yep. Nice. I know. Yeah, you experience it a lot simply even just out in public with strangers. Like people can just not be nice. And I couldn't, sometimes the way that I've been treated by strangers or, you know, when I used to work in hospitality, I just, it just made me really think like, wow how do you feel about yourself when you treat people like that? Do you go home and feel good when you go to bed at night? Like, Mm. do you wake up feeling proud of yourself? Because I could never speak to someone the way that strangers talk to other people. Like, it's It's low self-worth, right? They need to listen to this episode. Low (laughs) self-love and low self-confidence because when you're speaking to people like that, all you're doing is projecting your own insecurities onto Mm -hmm. someone else. 100%. It's got more to do with them than it does to us. I feel like I'm a super resilient person and I just bounce back from things really quickly. And that's not something that was natural to me or came easy to me. I really had to work on that because looking back in the past, I would say that was one of my greatest weaknesses, that I wasn't super resilient, that, you know, I let things really affect me, the things that other people said, rejections when people would say no. And now, you know what, I just say to myself, what's the worst that could happen if I ask someone and they say no? Well, it is what it is. I'll go and ask the next person. You know what I mean? Just just keep pushing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this goes hand in hand with that. But it's I try to always look at the bright side of things, which is I feel like something that's helped me become more resilient. That's always it's not always, you know, can be a really negative situation, but I'm like, okay, cool. There's definitely at least one positive thing to take away Mm. from this. And that's not something that's easy to do. Sometimes you really have to sit there and be like, okay, what's something I can take away from this? You have to just fight against feeling that heart in your mind's telling you. But you know what? There's always at least one positive thing. And Mm -hmm. it might not be, you know, the biggest thing, but at Mm -hmm. least it's something little that you can take away And it doesn't mean you have to ignore the negatives of it too but if you can move past it and try and see a positive that's just going to make a world of difference to only focusing on the negatives Mm -hmm. of things that happen what are my weaknesses right Mm because like like I said no one's perfect we need to actually identify what are the things that I'm not so good at yeah because if you can't do that you're never going to improve on things yeah like the more that you can address and identify what you struggle with or what your weakness is or where you kind of lack that's when you're going to be able to improve on it and become a better version of yourself. Yeah, we're all about bettering ourselves. We're not about saying I'm the best and you're not type of thing, you know. So Mm -hmm. when you recognize your own weaknesses, you identify that, no, I'm not perfect. There's things that I need to work on. Um, And by working on these things, I can actually help other people help me, if that makes sense. So, you know, one of my biggest weaknesses, I feel like, I'm just impatient and this is something that I've been working on all year and I'm definitely getting better at it and I feel like I need to specify what I mean by impatient not like someone's really upset and I just want them to get over it really quickly type of thing it's more like I'm just someone who's go 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 like I'm quick to make a change and you know if I need to go somewhere and do something and I know it needs to get done I'll just go and do it 
-hmm. But I forget that not everyone's like that, right? Mm -hmm. Some people need a bit more motivation to do things and not everyone's really quick to make changes and changes are scary. So I've been really working hard on being really calm and patient. What about you? What do you you feel like you're... Weaknesses are. Um, it's actually funny because I, <laughs> I think my biggest strength and my biggest weakness is the same thing. Mm, which can happen a lot. Yeah. So going back to being generous and kind, like, like I said before, I definitely think it's one of my biggest strengths. But at the same time, it can be a weakness because I don't draw the line. So you, you can be a kind and generous person mm. and have that be your strength. But that's it, right? Whereas for me, like, I'm too much of it that it can become really detrimental to myself. Yeah. And, like, I do it in my job. I do it in my personal life. Like, when there's something I don't really want to do and someone's like, oh, can we go do this? I'm just like, yeah, no worries. Yeah, I'd love to. Like, that kind of a thing because I don't want to let people down. I'm a people pleaser. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I try too hard to be generous and I try too hard to be kind that... I've been learning how much it can impact me because sometimes at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, like, why do I do this? Like, it's not what I want to do. Or even sometimes like things with my work where I'm always squeezing people in outside of, you know, hours or I'm cutting into my own personal time or, you know, like I end up sometimes bailing on things in my personal life because I've got a client that really needs to come in and I'm like, yeah, okay, like that's okay, I'll do it. But then when they're like, thank you so much, I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. Like yeah. I don't even allow like you don't praise for it. that like, you've gone out of yeah, your life. Yeah, yeah. It, it really can be detrimental to my business because it comes down to like, let's say for example, someone is like super, super, super late for their appointment. And it does really affect me. It affects my day. It pushes everything back. It makes me stressed. Like it does affect me. But when someone comes in like 20 minutes late or something, I'm like, no, 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 it's all good. It's all good. No, don't, don't worry, worry about, about it. it. Like, don't, you have not affected me whatsoever. It is all good. <laughs> and like, I really need to work on that because it's not okay to pretend that, you know, things like, like that it's okay to be walked all over because yeah. that's what I do because I'm too nice. Like I'm too nice. I'm too generous. I'm too kind. And it basically just comes down to putting myself second yeah. um, and being more concerned about other people um, and their opinions than yeah. my own. Well, so. obviously I'm around you a lot and I see that yeah. you have a lot of love to give. But yeah. the thing is when we have a lot of love to give, right, and we're, we're constantly giving it out, yes, it's a beautiful thing, but we have to make sure we're giving ourselves some of that love. Because yeah. if not, and no one else is giving it to us in the same way that we give it to other people, well... We're going to be depleted and we're not going to be able to help other people Mm -hmm. as well. I think with, you know, acknowledging our weaknesses, we also need to acknowledge how we can actually work on these things. Because it's one thing to say, yep, this is what I'm bad at. Cool. All right. We know what we're bad at, right? But how do we get better at those things? Mm. So so how would you say you are getting better at putting yourself first? Um kind of in a way just putting boundaries up a little bit more like it's still something I'm actively working on it's not something I can change overnight or Mm -hmm. just like flip a switch and not be like not have that be my weakness anymore but um, I'm definitely trying to steer away from going above and beyond for people when it's not reciprocated yeah Um, so basically what I'm what I've been working on at the moment is giving giving what people give to me like Mm -hmm. it's kind of just that whole reciprocation thing like 
to to try and kind of cut back on this as such a weakness for me it's almost like instead of going above and beyond for people just do the equivalent of what they do for me and it's like what you said before about if you're always the one going to someone and they never come to you like it's gonna be like that so for me I'm learning to pull back and and it's actually really good because it kind of leaves me with like a a smaller circle in my life and that's how I want it because the people who are closest to me like that core group in my life they give back to me exactly what I give to them and and I've been noticing how much lighter I feel when I'm not pouring myself into so much other stuff and pretending to be like happy to be doing all these things when like I'm not so basically just um yeah giving giving out what I get back and there's nothing wrong with that with what I was saying before when you're always the one going to see people they actually most of the time don't see anything wrong with that and that doesn't make them a bad person that's exactly right like the people who i'm being overly generous to or there's nothing like no one's doing anything bad it's just a flaw that i have because i'm too much of a people pleaser yeah so it's like it's yeah it's no one else's fault like no one is actually doing me wrong Mm -hmm. and no one is doing anything bad against me it's just i think i've kind of settled into this way of people just know that i give and give and give give. and so it's kind of has to be something that everyone unlearns about Mm -hmm. me in a way and again doesn't make them bad people but yeah it's the precedent that's been set right Mm -hmm. that lives lives great she she's so accommodating if i'm 20 minutes late to an appointment she'll understand do you know what i mean exactly and i think that's kind of what it is like they're like oh like lives chill she won't mind but like i do mind i just don't show that i mind yeah (laughs) and that's where the problem is that you're not showing. It's not yep. that they're doing it. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's not nice. But yeah. for them in their mind, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Same with, like, let's say you drive to see someone every second week and you drive 30 minutes or an hour or whatever. And then, you know, you're so nice when you're there with them. And then you get in your car and you think to yourself, wow, wouldn't it be nice if they came and saw me for once? You know, I don't like wasting, you know, my precious time and driving every single time to see them and moving things around in my schedule to make sure we have that time together and paying for petrol, whatever, whatever. Um, But in their head, they're like, oh, she's so nice. You know, she always makes the time to come and see. It's fine because she has that time. You know what I mean? She enjoys coming. And people would think like, oh, she she always says it's fine and she doesn't mind the drive. So then she doesn't mind the drive. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Next question is kind of a double question. Mm. What do I bring to the table and why am I important to the people in my life? This really ties in with the strengths, but it's different again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it's more directed at like – the people in your life and what you can kind of bring forward. I found this a really hard question to answer. Me too. I had to sit there for a while because, yeah, we don't give ourselves a credit. We don't actually acknowledge. Yeah. Cool, you know, when we think about the top five people in our life, right, if you think about each person individually, you'll be like, you know, my partner, for example, what what do they bring into my life? And it's like love and happiness, joy, um, someone for companionship, someone I can tell everything to. But then – you know, what do I bring to them? And you sit there and you think, hmm, what do I actually bring? Yeah. And it's not to say you don't bring anything. It's just know? hard to identify that yeah. in yourself. Like, and if you can't identify anything, well, then that's a sign too. Yeah. You know? And if you can't identify anything, I think it's probably going to be beneficial to ask the people closest yeah. to you, what do I bring to your life, to hear it from another perspective. Like when I was struggling with this question, I asked Daniela, 
and she she helped me like like straight away yeah <laughs> because she's someone that has me in her life so she was able to tell me what I bring we always forward. see it like easier yeah yeah so if it's if it, if it is something you really struggle to answer just like ask some people closest to you to get a different perspective because mm-hmm. yeah we don't always think about ourselves the same way other people think of us no we don't um what were your answers mine was I feel like the energy I bring like I always try to bring love and lights mm-hmm. to, to everyone I you see. Do. Like yeah. I always try to be that positive person for other people mm-hmm. um, because I feel like that was something that I needed um, back then. And so now that I recognize that, cool, I needed that and somehow I'm transformed myself to that person, I'm so happy to give that to other people. Mm-hmm. That was one thing. And this sort of ties in with the humor. Like I yeah. always try to, try to make light of the situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you do. You're always like, you're always light and like smiley. Thank you. Yeah. I, I try to be. Don't. There's been times where like I'm. Oh, not, of course. Like you're like only human, have, but have yeah. Those times. But yeah, yeah, but it, well, I'm glad I I bring that to yeah. you. Um, what about you? What was your answer? I've got empathetic. Yes, and well, I think yeah, I definitely yeah. That. Um, that was one you said actually, mm. but um, I think going along with that is like open-mindedness yes and not being judgmental Mm -hmm. so like as someone you know as a friend to someone or you know anyone else in my life even in my job like you know I spend very very large portions of my day talking to people and it's not small talk it's not just like it's usually a lot because I spend a long time with my clients and I've something I really think that a lot of people value about me is that I'm open-minded and not judgmental. So like you can tell me anything about anything, like it could be the craziest thing or something that like is really um, scary to talk about or you're really ashamed of or embarrassed of. And I will be like the least judgmental person. And I'm not just being like fake about it. Like I genuinely don't judge that other people do. Yeah, you definitely yeah, don't. Yeah, so like um, I really, really love that about myself and I think that it's really like important that to other people in my life that I'm like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I feel like I could go to you, you're that person in my life that I could go to and yeah. say something to and not worry about, oh God, if, if I tell her this, how is she going to look at me? Mm-hmm. You know, what is she going to think when I leave? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. like I, I would never think of you differently. Like you could literally tell me anything. <laughs> Except for maybe like murder. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, do you think you could help me hide this yeah. body? <laughs> um, but yeah, like I would never change my opinion of you based on something like that you needed to tell me or something confidential. Mm. Like, so I think that I bring that forward a lot as well because yeah, I, I and I, I like that when people do talk to me about things, like I feel like I can offer not necessarily advice, but just like a shoulder to cry on or someone to listen and to make you feel like you've been heard. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think that that is definitely something that I bring forward into other people's lives. I love that. And with this question, I think, you know what, it's, some people will have not a lot to say. Or maybe they feel like they have nothing that they bring to the table. And and that's okay because the whole point is that we're trying to make ourselves better. Mm. So, you know, maybe you love that live super open-minded or, you know, you love that I try to bring light into every situation or think about the top five people in your life. What do they bring to you? Mm -hmm. What is something that you would love to bring to them? 
if you really love that you have someone that's non-judgmental that you can go to, well, wouldn't it be nice if those people had someone that was non-judgmental that they could go to? Mm. And obviously don't force characteristics on yourself that aren't yours. But if you feel like you can relate to that and Mm -hmm. it's something that you could work on that characteristic or try and get better at it, well, then give it a go. Mm. Because, you know, the whole point is that we're trying to figure out how we think about ourselves. What self-worth do we have about ourselves? So... Once we answer all these questions, well, some people are going to have really high self-worth and some people are going to have really low self-worth. Yeah. But that's the point of this episode Yeah, is to find out what what worth we place on ourselves, mm-hmm. not to, to fake um, high self-worth. Yeah. And, and it's really important to remind yourself and remember that your bank account, your job title, your yeah. attractiveness and social media following, especially these days, is that such a big thing. That's got nothing to do with your self-worth or how mm-hmm. valuable you are to other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And and if you are still not able to think of how you bring value to other people's lives, I encourage you like next time you're interacting with the people closest to you, just be mindful and pay attention of like the things you say and do because that might help you realize mm-hmm. next time you're talking to someone close to you, you could, if you're thinking about it, you'd be like, oh wow, I just gave them some really good advice. Like, that was really good or just that kind of a thing you can kind of help identify it if you just be a bit mindful when you're around the people closest to you like how you might be making them feel yeah that's right speaking of the way we make others feel how do I uplift others or you know before we even go into that do I uplift others right mm-hmm. because sometimes you don't and you don't even realize that maybe you're the negative person in Mm -hmm. other people's lives and we can all change right so you know do I uplift others if your answer is yes then how do I uplift others this Mm. is something we really have to think about because it's easy to say yeah I uplift others I make others feel great all the time all right, is that something that you believe though or are you actually doing things Mm -hmm. to help other people feel good, Mm -hmm. you know? And it could go the other way too with people maybe thinking, oh, no, I don't uplift others. Yeah. And it's like, well, you probably do. You just need to think about it more. Maybe ask other people if Mm. you really can't think of something, Mm -hmm. you know, say, hey, you know, I want to ask you a question. Do I make you a happy person? Do Mm. I do things to uplift you and bring your mood up, you know? Mm -hmm. So mine were, um, this is a big thing for me and it's being 100% in the moment whenever I can, that we live in this world where there's technology everywhere. So putting my phone away and actually being like, hey, I'm here to listen to you. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't want advice, even if you don't want me to say anything back, just know that I'm here to listen to you, give you eye contact, open body language. I'm not on my phone. Like last night I was out to dinner with my partner and this other couple was sitting there and she was on her phone and he was talking to her. Oh, Like having a full conversation and I was like, that's really mean. Like, yeah. you know, when you look at something... He definitely did not feel heard during that yeah, conversation. Sometimes because, you don't realise until you yeah. see things from a third person perspective. Yeah. And I was just like, well, wow, I'm really glad that I'm not like that because I put my phone away. And yeah, that's a big absolutely. thing for me. How do you um, uplift others? I think I uplift others by being a positive outlook. Mm-hmm. Like instead of, instead of you know, when someone is, let's say, for example, someone comes to me with a problem and they're really stressed about it and they are looking at it really negatively. Instead of me going along with it and being like, oh, yeah, that's so terrible. Oh, my God, what the hell? Like that is so bad. I'll be like, oh, well look at it from their perspective like maybe they didn't mean it like that or maybe you know they didn't they didn't mean to do that 
just try and um think about this or maybe you should just say this to them instead like and I feel like I just try and bring a bit more of a positive look to things yeah rather than going along with negativity like don't get me wrong like I can still be negative sometimes depending on what it is and like you know if someone comes to me with a problem that actually is really bad and is actually a really bad problem then of course I'm going to be like yeah no you need to do something about that but rather than just saying that's so terrible I'll be like well she's such a bitch like why would you do that to you yeah I would be like okay well that's really bad I think you need to do this like Mm -hmm. it's kind of just trying to bring uh, like another or maybe she didn't mean it like that. Let's. Yeah. How about this perspective? Have you ever thought exactly um, that maybe she might think about this? And then the other mm-hmm. person goes, oh, well, I actually never thought about it like yeah. that. That's yeah. a really good way to think about it. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just, yeah, trying to kind of see things from all perspectives, try to not just jump to the worst conclusion straight away. Mm. We tie this in by asking ourselves, what are my core beliefs? Mm-hmm. And this can go either way. So some people who have really positive core beliefs, right? And some people who have really negative core beliefs, but it's all about being really, really honest and brutal with yourself and saying, what are the things that I actually believe? There's core values and there's core beliefs, but I really liked talking about the beliefs because these are the things that we tell ourselves every single day, like whether we know we're telling ourselves or whether we're doing it subconsciously. Because if you think about your consciousness as an iceberg, right? The part that you can see is 20%, which is the part that we're doing consciously. But the other 80% underneath the surface is what we're doing subconsciously. Mm-hmm. So I believe that your beliefs are in your subconscious more than anything. So you're constantly telling yourself those things or looking at things from that outlook. So for mm-hmm. example, someone's core belief might be can't trust anyone. Yeah, no one's trustworthy. I can't trust anyone but myself. So when things happen to you, you know, when things happen in your life, I should say not to you, in your life, and someone betrays you and you think, see, that's because I can't trust anyone and I was Mm -hmm. right. But maybe they weren't going out with that intention. Do you know what I mean? Or maybe your core belief is no one loves me. Yeah, or I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough, you know. I think a lot of people have that belief as well, you know. It's a... Um, it's quite sad, like it is that so many people feel that way. But if you feel that way, that's okay. The first step is to recognize exactly that you feel that way, and that's the whole part of like the journey to self love and self worth. This journey isn't linear; it's not yeah. a straight line. Like you'll have moments where you're feeling really good about yourself, and you know it's up, mm-hmm. and then there's moments where you're feeling really down about yourself. Mm. So it's like a zigzag, you and know? it's not like it's going to be like a few years where you feel good and a few years where you feel bad. It could be no. like one week or like one day you feel one good, hour. the next day you don't. Do you don't. know what like, I mean? We yeah. experience so many different emotions yeah. in the course of one day. Exactly. Um, yeah, absolutely. My One of my core beliefs is that I can achieve anything I put my mind to. And I feel like I've proven this to myself over and over again. And again, this stems from a few years back I remember being in high school and constantly, constantly doubting myself. And that came down to the people that I was surrounded by as well. They definitely played a big role in that. But I thought I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't able to achieve the things that I wanted to achieve, You know, mm-hmm. that I wasn't worthy to achieve these things. But, you know, the older I've gotten and the more I've surrounded myself with a smaller group of people, but a really valuable group of people, um, the more I've learned that, you know what, I can actually do those things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. One of my core beliefs is do everything for your future. Mm-hmm. So this kind of, I don't know if you know about the butterfly effect. 
I think I've heard of it before. Yeah. Do you want to so, explain it a bit? Yeah, it's basically just like I don't have like an actual definition here for it, but yeah. my understanding of it is that um, every tiny little thing that happens on a day to day basis is like working towards every other thing that happens in the future right Mm -hmm. so everything that's happened in my life so far it has happened because of all these little things that have come together right yeah I've ended up in my job because of lots of small things I've ended up with my partner because of lots of small things I've ended up in a really good like happy home environment because of all these small things and that is a butterfly effect so on a daily basis when you're doing things the things that you do is a part of the butterfly effect because you could do like one small thing, but it could change the whole course of your future. So basically my, one of my core beliefs is do everything for your future. So, and I've only really been working that into my beliefs in the last like six months to a year. Um, Because I was kind of just living day to day. Like, Mm -hmm. of course, you kind of think about the future, but you don't, your actions on a day to day basis aren't working towards your future. It's kind of just like you just live daily, like Mm. one day at a time kind of a thing. Um, Whereas now I kind of try and be much more conscious of like every little thing I do is going to be building up to my future. So like at the moment, every little thing I'm doing is building up to my wedding, which is in like four months. And then, um, you know, when I look beyond that, like every little thing I'm doing on a daily basis is getting myself set up to start a family, um, you know, keep being successful with my business, like that sort of a thing. So I, yeah, I have that actually, it's literally my phone background. It says, do it for your future. I really think that it's important to not just live like each day. It's easy to get stuck in that mindset, that like survival mode. Yeah. And if you need to be in that kind of situation, then by all means, like Mm. do what is best for you. But yeah, I really, I really think it's important to kind of look at all your small actions that you're taking and where it's going to lead in the long run. I love that keyword being small. Yeah, you're not going to do huge things no. every single day. No, do you know what I mean. That's exactly right. It's just, and it, it can literally just come down to like take care of yourself, yeah. kindly one, to yourself. Yeah, and for me, one of those big things that comes down to like do it for your future is skincare. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, within the last year, I've started taking skincare much more seriously because I've thought about, it. I'm like, okay, well, if I don't start doing it now on like a regular basis, then when I'm older, mm. my skin won't have been cared for as much. So that's a part of my future. I want to have nice skin in the future. So it's just small things like that. There's things like, you know, you can do one thing for your physical being, yep. right? Like aesthetic reasons, another thing for your health. Yeah. Something for your mindset. Yeah. You know, your self growth journey. There's all these different things. Um, it's not always one goal that we have in yeah. mind. And you know, one of the things that you're doing for your future listening to this episode, listening yeah. to this podcast, because it's helping you. Yeah, yeah. You know? Exactly. You found an episode on self worth and you're taking the time to listen to it. That's that's one thing, you know, fueling your mind with with positive things. Just planting that seed of yeah. you know what? Even if all this does, yeah, is plant that seed. It's like, well, at least you've got the thought in your mind now. Okay, do I really value my worth? Mm-hmm. Um, do other people value my worth? What actually is my worth? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Definitely. Um, another core belief that I have is that I am not always right. Okay, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people have the opposite core belief, which is I'm always right. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, we're not always right. Life's not black and white. There's not really a right and a wrong side. Honestly, the no. older I get, the more I learn that, yeah, there's not a right thing and a wrong thing. 
people do things for all different types of reasons. You don't know why someone's done something, right? Granted, like murder, not a great thing, right? Yeah. But, you know, you can understand why someone has yeah. done what they've done. Yeah. Okay? Not saying it's right. Yeah. It's yeah. not. So to yourself, you might think you were right because we shape our own reality. So our own thoughts, our beliefs, these core beliefs, our values, the people around us, they shape our reality. But everyone's got a different reality. And everyone's got a different opinion. Yeah. So you might be doing something for yourself and being like, well, I really needed to do this for myself because I haven't taken care of myself, right? So I'm going to say no to my friend who's asked me to do something for them. In your opinion, you've done the right thing for you and you have. But in their opinion, you've done the wrong thing. And they're right in being upset at you because, you know, they think you're being selfish because of what you're doing. You could really easily help them in their minds. That's what they're thinking. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I guess where I'm going with this whole spiel is that, yeah, you're not always right. You know, you might think you're right for yourself and your reality, but you're not for other people. Absolutely. I think that's really important to be able to identify that because that happens so much like especially as adults you you encounter conflicts in your Mm. life and it's very easy to be like oh like fuck them like they've done this you know I'm done with them but it's important to also like um understand that it is not black and white it's not so with that how do I take a difficult situation and take something positive from it I kind of touched on this before about how I feel like that's something that is one of my strengths. Yeah. Looking on the bright side of things. Yeah. Well, I think we we did speak about this as well when we were talking about how we uplift others. Mm -hmm. And it comes down to like looking at like when when you take a difficult situation and take something positive from it, it's just looking at it from different perspectives, looking at it from a different angle and maybe trying to see the bright side. Like mm. even not necessarily like if someone's done something wrong to you, but like if something bad has happened, right? If something bad has happened and you're only looking at all the negatives, of course, it's going to continue to be just such a negative thing. And yeah, of course, there's always negatives in things. Yeah. And it's fine to identify that. But at the same time, if you can, if you can look at it and be like, okay, well, this happened and it was really bad, but at least this is what's come of it. And mm-hmm. you, like, I have the attitude that everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So I think when when you are in a difficult situation, it's been a reoccurring theme. Yeah. The it has. Yeah. Yeah. We've much. We very much believe in this. But yeah, when when something bad happens and you need to take something positive from it, just um, try and think about the fact that everyone everything happens for a reason. And it's not easy. And there's certain situations that like are really really hard to find something positive for. Mm-hmm. Some situations you might not even be able to find anything positive. And for, that's especially fair enough. like right after it's happened. Yeah, especially like if you've gone through a trauma. Of course, you're not expected to sit there and be like, well, at least this has happened because of it. Like you don't have to do that. It's just it can really benefit you if you're able to look at the positives. Yeah. And like, again, another reoccurring theme has been like learning lessons from the things that we go through and they're not Mm -hmm. always fun. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the lesson is really shit and we'd prefer to have not had to learn it in this lifetime. But, you know, it is what it is. Life keeps going. You can either learn the lesson or you can repeat it until you learn it. So it's up up to you. Yeah. And, um... I have a question for you. Mm. Are you comfortable being alone? I am. Yeah. This was a question I could answer really quickly. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think it's an important thing as an adult as well to be able to be alone. And this is a question that go with your gut, whatever comes Mm. first, whether your answer is yes or no, trust that answer straight away. Um, 
me immediately was yes i love my alone time yeah it's not and it's got nothing else to do with anyone like i love my friends i love my family i love my partner but i also love having that time for Mm. myself yeah and this comes all down to the way you talk to yourself because when you're alone you're with your thoughts right Mm -hmm. and i just want to say this quickly in my psych degree we did um a topic about language and social context and the whole thing was that thinking thoughts are a type of language but you know we we sometimes think they're random like we just say things because that's the way that they're happening but again it's about that subconsciousness that iceberg you know the 80 percent that's subconscious everything we think whether we realize or not is actually shaped by our social context so if you're around a lot of shitty people who are saying a lot of negative things, it's kind of easier to, to think negatively about yourself. If they're constantly, oh, you know, I hate exercise. I, I hate my job. You know, life's so shit. When you're alone, well, those are the kind of things that are going to keep recurring because it's really hard to maintain that positivity, right? Mm-hmm. So going back to, yes, I love my alone time. And it's because I'm comfortable with myself. I'm comfortable with the thoughts that are coming into my head. And you know what? I wouldn't say that they're not ever negative. Of course, we all have negative thoughts, but mm. I sort of catch those negative yeah. thoughts and ask myself, why am I feeling like this? Yeah. You know, is yeah. it something that I'm actually feeling or is it because, you know, I've been around someone who's been super negative today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, d- I love my alone time. Like, I need to have at least a little bit of alone time on a daily basis. And I most of the time do, which is good. But I feel like when I don't, I can get a bit like antsy. Like I feel yeah. like I haven't like taken like some irritated. time. For- yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, I think one of the most common mistakes that people make with their self-worth and being alone is that like they base it, they base their self-worth on the fact that they may or may not be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think for you and I, like we are both in like long-term relationships that we're with our partners all the time. And we like to take that time to be alone as well. Mm -hmm. Whereas the people who actually aren't in relationships, like I hear it all the time that people are like, I'm so alone. Like, you know, I don't have a partner. I'm I'm alone. And I really feel some people can can base their self-worth off of relationships or not. And I think it's, it's a massive thing these days. Um, and it's understandable, like, it's, it's some people just have a tendency to let someone else's love for you encourage you to feel better about yourself. So mm-hmm. when you do have someone as a partner that loves you, you're like, oh, wow, good, like, I'm lovable. But when you don't, um, you still need to work on feeling good about yourself, like, whether you're in a relationship or not. Mm, I'm glad you um, brought that up because in saying that, when you're depending on someone else to give you that love, and to make you feel like, yeah, I am lovable, so I'm okay to be on my own. You really need to figure out, are you actually okay though without that person? Do you mm. know what I mean? When, you, when you're different. okay being single because you enjoy your company and you can do things, you can like go for a walk or get a coffee on your own or take yourself out for lunch. Um, you know, you're setting the precedent of, you know what, I actually really like myself and I'm okay to be alone. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you're in my life means you're actually adding to it, but I'm Mm -hmm. not depending on you. So a lot of people, I think like feel that loneliness and don't like being alone. So they seek a relationship and quite often 
it's going to happen when you're not looking. Yeah. And I think the, the love of another person, like it doesn't define you or define how much like you should be valued as a person. Um, and that's whether you're single, casually seeing people or you have a solid relationship with someone or like you're literally celebrating your 30th wedding anniversary. It doesn't Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't matter. You're worthy of love and respect and, regardless of your relationship status it's important to take the time to practice self-acceptance and self-love definitely i feel like when you get into a relationship because you want to be loved it's just a band-aid because Mm -hmm. then you're like i don't want this person to leave me i'm nothing without this person you know Mm -hmm. you're full of fear and anxiety and nervous energy all the time you need to get down to the root cause Mm -hmm. right absolutely am i actually happy with who i am Mm -hmm. would i be happy without this person you know yeah um so if your answer to this question, am I comfortable being alone, was no. Why Why aren't you? What do you fear about being mm. on your own? There's something that you don't like about yourself. And it can be very right? confronting. It is. It's not an easy thing. You know, maybe your answer is, I don't like being vulnerable. Vulnerability is a big fear of mine. And obviously when you're on your own, you are vulnerable. You're sat there with your own mind. Okay, like maybe you don't want that. You're looking for distractions. You'd rather be with other people. But, you know, okay, I'm vulnerable. What can I do? Why am I actually vulnerable? You know, why Mm -hmm. don't I like myself? Mm -hmm. Definitely. What we just said about being alone is very important to Mm -hmm. us sometimes to have that like alone time. Is that something that you need to do every day for yourself? Yes. Alone time is something that I need to do every day for myself. Yeah. But I also need time with a loved one yeah. as well. Yeah. And a lot of the time, you know, like whether it's sitting down, having a coffee with my mum, going to see my nieces and nephews, seeing my partner, yeah. it's something that I need. And I mm-hmm. think you need, there's something, there has to be at least one thing that you do for yourself every single day mm-hmm. so that you are comfortable being alone or so that you are comfortable when you're around other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's for that sure. thing for you? Well, same as you really, like be alone at least for a little bit. Like I'm, I'm so introverted. Once, you know, once I'm finished with work, I like to just sit, sit for alone for a little bit and yeah. just answer messages on my phone. How many times I have been really social and then I get home and just sit in my car. Yeah. Because I just need like yes. that mental break. Absolutely. Like the world just needs to stop yep. for a bit. I just stay in my lash room after mm-hmm. I've let my last client out. I just go back in and I just sit down and I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, take take time it could be five minutes mm. or I could stay out there for half an hour like yeah. it's whatever I'm you feeling just do whatever you, yeah. you need but to. then at the same time I've really like one of the things that I need to do for myself every single day is actually like chat with my partner mm. and he's the same like we both have this thing where we've kind of stopped watching much tv and instead like at the end of the day we just talk and it's almost like we just debrief about our day like even if nothing majors happen, we just like talk stuff out and like anything we may have been thinking and like it's just really helpful for both of us. And it's really funny actually because I've just come back from um, three days away in Queensland mm-hmm. and I was visiting a friend so my partner didn't come with me. And when I got home, I flew home really late Monday night and we ended up staying up all night talking because we hadn't had that chance for three nights in a row to like debrief about our day and talk. And like, Mm. we didn't even really like text or call much while I was gone because I was so busy over in Queensland. And it was just so funny because I could see how much it had affected him not having me there to talk to. And 
you know, he's got a lot of stuff going on at work, lots of stresses, you know, he, he runs his company, he's got a lot of weight on his shoulders and to not have me there to talk to really affected him. But then I felt the same. Like I was like, oh, you know, I didn't get to tell you what had happened at the end of every day. Like I normally do. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's definitely one thing that I find really important. I think the answer to this question is going to be super different from person to person. Like some people might not really need alone time. Some people might not need that time with a loved one. For some people, it might be going for a walk, going to the gym, having a morning coffee. I was every about to say going, morning. getting a coffee. Like. Yeah. Um, anything like making sure you have to have your morning shower or have your night shower or do your skincare routine or you need to do something that you feel is really productive every day or mm-hmm. do one thing for your future every single mm-hmm. day. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to include other people. Oh, no, absolutely you know? not. And yeah. it ties in with the next thing that I believe is super important to really know about yourself and it's what brings me the most passion fulfillment and joy for me I think being out in the sunshine and the fresh air Mm -hmm. because I don't I don't really have a hobby my job is my hobby I turn my hobby into my job basically so that's what I do every day and don't have time for other things so something that really makes me feel so good is being out in the sun and I'm, I'm very lucky and it's great now that the weather's getting a bit better, but I'm very lucky that in my backyard, I have um, like a big day bed. So it's like one of those big round outdoor bed things. So in between clients, I just go and sit out there, get some sunlight or, you know, take the time, go for a little walk, get some fresh air and like a nice breeze and sunlight is just what makes me feel excited about life. So I feel like mm-hmm. it gives me passion without actually like doing much like it's just i feel like we get so much energy from the sun and from fresh air yeah well we human beings are very connected to nature yeah yeah exactly a lot of sense yeah you know that's what we need like even with the sunshine and vitamin d is something our Mm. body needs to survive to function and the more the more often i'm getting regular sunlight and fresh air the more motivated i feel and literally just excited for life so that's definitely something for me that brings me that passion and joy what about you um for me, it was really I had to sit there and think like, and it was it felt kind of silly because I was like, well, obviously I have lots of things that I love and bring me happiness and passion and joy, um, but really it was learning and expanding my mind. So, mm. you know, whether that be like something really academic, like a scientific topic, or um, you know, obviously I have a psychology degree, so I was very interested in that, or you know, I was really into history at school or whether it be spirituality or things like this, like, you know, learning Mm. about myself, listening to a podcast that helps me better myself, reading a book, Mm -hmm. um, whatever it is, even the smallest thing, like it's something that just brings me a lot of joy. Yeah. And I feel a lot of fulfillment. My soul's fulfilled. Yeah. When I'm doing something like that. Yeah, because you're fueling your mind and Mm. your body as well. And I'm a person who just needs stimulation like that. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, when I thought about, you know, I need a lot of mental stimulation. Mm -hmm. That was something that was a big deal for me. Yeah, for sure. So that brings us to the last question, which sort of ties everything together, right? Like we are talking about those five people that are really important to us. When you think about those five people right now, okay, either think about it or write it down. Like, right, one, two, three, four, five, write the name of the person, your relationship with them. And then answer this question about every single person and you'll notice a reoccurring pattern. And that question is, what types of people do I surround myself with the most? Okay, Mm -hmm. so, you know, you're going to notice things like 
they're either going to be really positive or really negative or mm-hmm. maybe somewhere in between. Yep. Okay. Consider reflecting on the people that improve your life and like what they do exactly to make you feel happy, appreciated and fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, if you recognize the good in others, you, you might notice that it becomes easier to recognize the positive things in yourself as I well. And that's that. what we're talking about is being able to like identify your positive things and then the positive things about the people that you surround yourself with. If four out of five of those people have the same characteristic, maybe they're super sympathetic people, right? Well, look at yourself and ask yourself, hang on a second, I'm really sympathetic too. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Do you surround yourself with positive or negative people? Or do you surround, another way to look at it is, are these people in my life inspiring me or are they tearing me down? Mm -hmm. You know, when I go home and I'm alone, Am I left with positive feelings and thoughts after I see these people or do I feel a bit depleted like my social battery has run out? Um, I just feel flat. So energy is a big thing. Mm -hmm. It really does impact us. So for me, when I did this, like when I thought about my five people and wrote down all the characteristics, two things came up. One, that these people were super loving They were people who listened to me and also people who give me different outlooks on life and different perspectives like Liv was talking about. And she's one of those people that really makes me look at things in a different light. Oh. And I love that about her. Um, And then the other side, which these are the same people, right? These super loving people, they're hustlers. They're people who take action. They make things happen and don't Mm -hmm. sit around and wait for things to knock on their door. And, you know, they, they go and they grab these opportunities. They make these things happen for themselves. And so when I looked at myself, I was like, yeah, I'm a loving person. And yeah, I work really hard and you I make are a things hustler. happen for myself. Absolutely. The like hard work and success that you've achieved at such a young age just goes to show that. Like, Thank you. That's right. But well, I, I think, I'm surrounded by people like you who, yeah. you know, go out and make things happen mm. for themselves. And, and part of the reason that I have done well in life as well is – the people I surround myself with purely mm-hmm. like, like my sister, my partner and my best friend, especially like they're all hustlers too. Like we all work really hard, like, especially my partner. He, he's like the most inspiring, motivational, driven person I've ever known. And I've been lucky enough to be with him for six years. And like, that has rubbed off on me. Like you would not believe I had no I was not career driven. I had no goals in life. I get all my compassion and generosity from them. So it's kind of like I've got all all my amazing qualities from my parents. And then along the way, I've picked up more from my partner and my best friend. Magnified. Yes, exactly. And then at the same time, are massive, massive parts of me wanting to kind of stop putting myself second to others. Mm-hmm. They really teach me that. Like, and they're part of the reason that I see that now as, as a weakness of mine, because they, they're like, leave, stop doing that. You know, you don't have to do this. We will give back what you receive. So yeah, those, those five people around me are, yeah, exactly. They, they truly do make up exactly who I am. Yeah. And when we, when we talk about hustlers or being super hardworking, and, you know, we might give examples like Liv runs her own business. So I do. Our partners do. It's not actually got anything to do with that. Yeah. People can be hardworking and ambitious and hustling in so many different aspects of life. Of course, you can run your own business, but you can also work in a job where you're super happy. Mm, do you know what I mean? That's like right. You work really hard in that job yeah. or even further than that. Um, 
you know, they can be someone who works really hard on their family life. Like mm-hmm. they love their family and they put a lot of effort into making sure the kids have super cute lunches or, you know, yeah. they do super sweet family activities mm-hmm. together. Yeah, we, we don't see – like it could could come across that way because we talk about our mm. businesses and our partners' businesses, but like – that is not a way to measure your success whatsoever. No. Like my best friend, for example, she's a nurse now and I just know she's like literally going to be the best nurse. Yeah. She, she's got so much passion and drive for it and she's so smart and she's so hardworking. And then my sister who works, she works in finances in a hospital and in just a really short period of time, she has grown her career so much in that one place and decided to go back to uni, which is not easy to do when no. she hasn't been to uni for 10 years. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I admire both of those things so much. And yeah, it's, it's all about the people around you and how hard they work and how, what qualities you get from them. And I yeah. think the reason that I work hard is literally just because of that. Yeah. You rub off on each other, which, which I think is yeah. amazing. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of all, all those questions about self-worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and by now, when you look at the whole page of your questions, you should be able to recognize, cool, do I have high self-worth? Do I have low self-worth? Do I believe I'm somewhere in the middle? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we do things to, you know, slowly bump that up. You can maybe, you can work on one question at a time. If you couldn't really think of any strengths but all you thought of is weaknesses could you do what Liv was saying and could one of those weaknesses actually be a strength if mm-hmm. you thought about it in a different light or could you really work on that weakness to turn it into a strength mm. do you know what I mean yeah um or if you find you don't know how you uplift others well do some work on that you know talk to the people who are important to you and say hey do you feel that I uplift you, that I mm. make a difference in your life? Mm. Or if you're, you're noticing, all right, I'm actually surrounded by a lot of negative people. Can I not necessarily cut them out of your life? That's one way to do it. Can I work with them for us both to better ourselves? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And that's what we were saying about how people around you rub off on you. If you start to improve on yourself, you're going to rub off on people closest to you as well, mm-hmm. which could benefit them. Yeah. I think I've noticed in my life sometimes when I start improving myself, it's almost a little bit inspiring to yeah. other people at the same time. Like That's exactly yeah. right. The whole point of the episode wasn't to make you feel bad about yourself if you have low self-worth. It's actually just to recognize that and, and work on that because like we said at the beginning, you, you tell people how you want to be treated. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a person with high self-worth and, you you know, you know exactly what you deserve – you treat yourself and other people with respect. Well, other people are more likely to to reciprocate that Mm -hmm. and treat you with that respect and kindness. But if you're constantly talking negatively to yourself and about other people, well, people are likely to sort of, you know, have that view of you and think, well, she doesn't really value herself, so why should I go out of my way? And even if they're doing that, they're not bad people. They're probably doing it subconsciously. But the whole point of this is to bring that standard up you're reteaching them how to treat you thanks for joining us here on the hustlers effect tune in next tuesday at 10 a.m for another episode